This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good morning, everyone. We are going to start a few halachot in regards to something special that happens once every seven years, which is the, uh, the since it's the end of the Shemitah year, we have to discuss the halachot of a prosbol. And the introduction to what a prosbol is, we have to understand what, uh, what, 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 uh, Shemitah is. Shemitah is not something only that is, uh, dependent upon letting the land go free. Rather, we also have a mitzvah at the, at Shemitah, by Shemitah, that there is not only Shemitah Karkaot, but also Shemitah Ksafim, which means that all our money that we owe other, that, that we owe others all of a sudden is free. That means anybody who is owed money, he doesn't have the permission to go and demand the money back from someone else once Shemitah passes by. Which means that if you owe, that if you are owed right now a hundred dollars, and after Rosh Hashanah he did not pay you yet, you cannot go over to him and say, "Hey, you owe me a hundred dollars." Now this is different than the Ribit that Rambam points out. In the Ribit, you're not able to pay back the person even if you would want to. But over here, an interest, if you owe a Jew interest, you can't pay back money. But over here, the Rambam says it's a proper thing that even if the Shemitah got rid of the, of the, of the loan, nevertheless, you should go to the person, I know it's a gift I'm giving you, but I'm giving it to you anyways. That would be a Midat Chasidut. Now, the, uh, the, the obvious problem over here is that Hillel Azaken saw that people weren't lending money because he saw that they, they knew that close to Shemitah time, they're not going to get their money back, so why should they lend money? So therefore, he made a takana, he made a, uh, a enactment called a prosbol. What is the word pros? It's a very funny word. What does the word prosbol mean? It's an Aramaic word. Pros means, uh, means a takana, an enactment. And bol in, in, uh, in uh, Aramaic means, it means rich. Okay? Bol. Like maybe in Persian, pool, bol, I don't know. Pros bol. The truth is, Aramaic has its, it has connections to the Persian language. So pros bol. So to have a takana for the rich people that they keep on lending money. Uh, that means people who had money to lend, and therefore uh, Hillel made this takana. Now, what is the concept of this takana? I want to discuss what the concept of this takana is and uh, what the minhagim that there were in different Sephardic countries. The the ramification of this minhag, uh, I'm sorry, of this takana, is basically that you are transferring your loans to Beddin. The halakha tells us that there are a few scenarios that Shemitah will not nullify the loans. One of them is if you have a collateral on the property, a mashkon. Another one is that if it's Beddin, has their, has their own... Um, Liens and they have properties that they have to collect. They have they have things that they have to collect from that shemitah doesn't get rid of. Just like the beddin, its liens are not nullified. Said Hillel, every single person, if they go in front of a beddin and they say, "I am transferring my loan to beddin," so it's automatically going to be it's automatically going to be uh, um, in in the Beddin's hands of they're able to collect and therefore Shemitah is not going to nullify 
this Shemitah uh, uh, is not going to nullify the, these loans. And this is what the concept of prosbol means. Basically, you are declaring, we will give out, Ezrat Hashem, a star based on the Minagim of Morocco, how it was, that you declare that you are not, uh, that you are transferring your uh, loans to Bedin. It takes two minutes, and then you're done with it. And then you did this takana, and then you're uh, and then you're able to collect money. Now, in truth, is is that shemitah nowadays is not the oraita. Shemitah nowadays is derabanan. So there would be an argument to make that if shemitah is derabanan, maybe you don't have to worry about doing prosbol so much. It's only derabanan. Indeed, the balamaor, one of the great rishonim, is of the opinion that in chutzla aretz, you don't have to do so much. Uh, you don't have to worry about shemitah ksafim. You don't have to worry about nullifying loans. And in Algeria, this is how they were noheg. The Sefer Chuta Mishulash from the Rashbat says they didn't even do a prosbul in, in Algeria. And there were many places in Ashkenaz that also didn't do a prosbul. However, the Rosh already in, uh, in Spain, the Rosh pre-Inquisition, was very upset at this. And I think it, Chuvot Klal Ayn Zayn, he very upset at this. He says, I don't see why people are, don't do Shemitat Ksafim and don't do a prosbol. It's very important because otherwise the loan could be nullified. And indeed, as we know that in Morocco, a lot of the Talmidi uh, Chachamim came from Spain and they learned from the Rosh. They were very adamant in instituting that prosbol should always be written. And in truth, the Shulchan Aruch in Choshen Mishpat Siman Samech Zayin has many, many different halachot about Shemitat Ksafim and prosbol. And he says it totally applies. And it totally applies. Notwithstanding that some were lenient, that is not the, that is not the accepted halacha, says the Shulchan Aruch. And we follow the opinion that we have to make, uh, we have to be worried that if somebody doesn't nullify, doesn't do a prosbol, his, his loans will be, uh, will be nullified. Which would mean, which would mean that it's very important to do this prosbol. And if one takes a look at documentation throughout the years, in different cities in Morocco, and not only the big cities, even in the villages, I saw prosbols from the from Arzu, for example, and from from small different villages. They would always be very careful that they would document and make prosbols. I saw in the uh, in the in the year 1912, there was in the city of Sofro, 270 people, uh, 74 people came forward to the Bedin to write their prosbols. It's all documented. We have these notebooks. There was uh, in the city of Fez, in the city of Marrakesh, in every single city, they were very vigilant in making prosbolim. And tomorrow we're going to discuss the particular different nuances that the Moroccan shtarot had. They're all good. But the particular nuances that the shtarot, Moroccan shtarot had compared to other ones. Chazak You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.